all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason, you. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Good morning and thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress and today we're talking about the good, the bad and the ugly of parenting teens. There are just so many issues that our teens are facing today. Depression, anxiety, suicide, substance abuse, gun violence, bullying, the pressures of social media that we'll talk about a lot in a few minutes. So today we're just going to take any questions that you might have about the effects of all of this on teens. Um, If you have any questions about your teen or some teen in your neighborhood or um, in your extended family, we're happy to take your calls. You can call us at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Today, I'm delighted to have my partner back on the radio show, you've heard him several times, I have Dr. David Elkins, psychologist, executive director of the Center for the Advancement of Youth, and he's here today to help us talk about teens and how to better understand why there seems to be some increasing issues with anxiety, depression, and substance use in this population. Good morning, David. Thanks for being here. It's always a pleasure. Yeah. So... A, a topic that we enjoy, we love teens, and we we love seeing them, and we've grown um, between nine, uh, between the two of us, nine of those, right? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Dr. Elkin has um, four children, and I have five, and so we've got a busy, busy life. Um but there are just some issues that seem to be more profound than they used to be. I don't know. You know, uh, I'm, I know growing up in the 60s and 70s, as I did, um, was was not always easy. There were plenty of drugs and plenty of rock and roll and new stuff that were going on. But um, it seems there's another layer um, out there, the social media issue seems to add another whole thick layer of what's going on, don't you think? I think so. I mean, kids nowadays have access to the wider world um, in a way that we didn't when we were growing up. And a lot of the things they use um, are, are, I don't know if they're addicting, but they are addictive in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Let me just throw out a little data. I won't bore you listeners with too much, but I think you need to hear this. Um, There was a a study released by Nielsen in 2013 that 70% of teens aged 13 to 17 were using smartphones and 79% of young adults between 18 and 24 own a smartphone. 
A new study found that teenagers are increasingly depressed, feel hopeless, and are more likely to consider suicide. And researchers were looking for why we had such an increase between 13, actually between 2012 and 2017. What has happened And even though we know that just because something happened doesn't mean it's the cause, but the the big issue that happened was the increased use of smartphones. And so um, this researcher found that teens who spend five or more hours per day on their devices are 70% more likely to have one risk factor for suicide, 70%. It's staggering, isn't it's, it? It's just terrifying to me. And it's whether teens are watching, uh, now, now he, he really looked at this, so whether teens are watching cat videos are looking at something more serious, playing violent media or whatever the screen time, it still seems that those who spend five hours or more on those smartphones um, have an increased risk of depression. So it wasn't really related, even though we would think it might have to do with that violent media or depressing media or something. It seems like any any of that smartphone use, when you get beyond such such a long period of time, um, is is when it causes trouble. So... Here's another thing. In just the five years between 2010 and 2015, the number of U.S. teens who felt useless and joyless joyless, um, surged 33%. Um, Teen suicides in that period of time increased 23%. And, um, of course, more troubling, 13- to 18-year-olds who committed suicide jumped 31%. So we have all this increase and this terrible stuff that's going on. And, you know, so what is it? Um, I don't think anybody has an absolute answer. There was a, a recent study that said violent video games don't cause increased violence in teens. I don't know if you saw that. I did, Yeah. yeah. And so there have been others that say that they do. And so I guess the jury's still out on that. I don't know. Dr. Elkin, do you have some thoughts um, on that? I think there's more data, as you mentioned, on the use of social media as opposed mm-hmm. to video gaming. Mm-hmm. Um because social media really isn't social in a sense. You're not really talking to somebody and getting to know them. Uh, it is an illusion of social contact. But secondly, what's happening there is you get immediate feedback on how you're not uh, fitting in. Yeah. You're not with somebody or how many likes you got. Or only got, I posted a picture and only got five likes. I had a child say it to me one time. I posted a picture and only had five likes. What's wrong with me? <sighs> So, you yeah. know, I mean, that's... Yeah. When you have a friend who posted a picture and got a thousand likes, and that that is... And, and honestly, now, I'm talking um, about the old social media, Facebook. Um, but, you know, I... I, as as a old grown adult, um, noticed that one time, and I thought, okay, I'm out of control. I'm going to have to step back from this. And I, I do not use Facebook 
much. I I use it. It helps me keep up with friends who are away. And I think there's some positives to some of the social media. But it seems that by far and away, there are a lot of negatives out there. And, and what do they use? Um, teens, American teens, 13 to 17, don't use Facebook. They use Instagram or Snapchat. About 75% use those two the most. Um, there's been a drop in teens who are using Facebook and Twitter. They don't use it. They use those those newer things. And it, it, like you said, um, there's some misinformation also out there about um, the use of those. Like in Snapchat, you know, you, you post something and it goes away. Well, not really. doesn't actually go away. You can do a screenshot. So if you do a screenshot of something um, that somebody posted that they really didn't mean to stay up, it can stay up forever. Correct. And and so our, our teens are um, just having so much pressure. And, you know, we keep talking about this, and I'm not sure what we're doing about it. Do you have some thoughts or suggestions of maybe what what we should do or could do to help with that? I think talking with them honestly and openly about what the um, the data show, the research shows, and also trying to encourage um, time you know, with family when you're actually talking, playing a game, being with friends, that kind of stuff. And that necessarily is going to re- lead a parent or a caregiver to have to restrict social media use. And that's going to probably lead to a little bit of conflict. And, and that, But in the long run, I think it is good. I will say this too. You and I both have heard um, parents or grandparents say, "This younger generation, you know, they think they're under stress. They have no idea what stress is." And of course, our response to those people is, "Well, you raised them, yeah, no, or you raised their parents, yeah." So you know, yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, so if you have any questions, we're not just talking about social media today. We can talk about any teen issue, whether it's anxiety, depression. ADHD. Um, Dr. Elkin and I both are here to answer any questions. So please give, give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send your question to family or your comment to family at mpbonline.org. Um, I wanted to to talk about a cu- a couple of other. Um, social media that perhaps you may not know about. And let me give you a little bit more information. So Instagram lets users snap, edit, share photos and 15 second videos. You can be public or it can be in a private network. But like I said, even if you think it's in a private network, it might not be. If there's somebody on that private network who decides they're going to move it about. And um, and and just like Dr. Elkin said, um, many people do see when they have followers or people who are reading, they view this these likes as success, and so they may feel unloved when that's not even the the right response. They still can can feel that. 
So, but gaining followers, it feels like fan support. And, um, you know, there are plenty of people in the, in the public who use that as their fan support also. So um, the other thing to remember as you're moving through, there's no moderator. There's nobody guaranteeing, no matter what you hear out there, um, there's nobody guaranteeing that any site is safe, anything is protected. Um, you know, there have been uh, uh, the powers that be and um, Snapchat and Instagram and Facebook and others who say, oh, no, we're watching. But they watch slowly and a lot can happen in those few minutes um, before somebody takes hold of a bad message that's out there, right? Correct. So, um, you know, parents just need to know that um, that teens can share personal information by accident and get into a lot of trouble, and we hear about that all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. It really is kind of a scary place. It's the Wild West to a degree. It is. So I don't know if any of you listeners out there have any thoughts um, about our stories about how maybe you got in trouble or how your teen did when they thought they were doing something innocently. Um, you can give us a call and share the story. Perhaps it might protect someone else from from getting into trouble. We'll take our first break and um, give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven. 672-7464 send an email to family at mpbonline.org we're talking about parenting those teens raising those teens helping them become good productive adults this is Relatively Speaking I'm Dr. Susan Buttress we'll be right back This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and I'm here with Dr. David Elkin. Today we're talking about parenting teens. Um, anything you want to talk about or ask about, we started with social media. Um, and some of the, we'll get to a couple of the new apps that are out there that you may not have ever even heard of. Not Instagram and Snapchat, but other things that your kids may be into. But first, let's go to the phones. We have Elliot in Hattiesburg. Good morning, Elliot. Good morning. Thanks for calling. Okay. Yeah. Well, tell us what your thoughts are today. Well, my thoughts are this. I think, you know, teens, they look toward their parents as far as, you know, how to be and uh, how to use the smartphone and a lot of times the parents <laughs> don't do much better, if you will. They're buried in their smartphones, too. Um, I also think about the role of the smartphone in relation to the younger generations. 
it probably served the same function that a car did in previous generations. It was a way of showing uh, your identity or status, if you will. And um, so anyway, this is kind of the modern day equivalent of a uh, uh, Cadillac convertible car, <laughs> <laughs> if you will. Um, but, you know, I, I think, I mean, another thought that I had was we're probably the most connected of any society that's ever been. And I think um, there's got to be a balance that perhaps it'd be best if we weren't as connected. Hmm. Um, that there's a time and a place, you know, to be connected and and to disconnect for a while. And I don't think we struck that balance. The the question always, it seems, in our society particularly, is that uh, how can we get these devices to market as quickly as possible? It's always questions about money, money, money. Mm. It's never questions about the impact on society. And so anyway, that shows you where our (laughs) heads are as a society. And until we learn to value people over things, it won't change. So anyway, those are my two cents worth. Oh, that was more like five cents, Elliot. That was great. Um, That was uh, very good points about um, how parents model behavior and kids are watching i can't tell you many times that we both have been driving down you know the road and you stop at a stoplight and look over and mom's got her phone out or dad's got mm-hmm. his phone out and the kids mm-hmm. are in the back seat and secondly you're right the phones do represent uh, symbols of freedom um, you're probably aware of this but a lot of teenagers now are not getting their driver's license when they turn 16 and parents are having to almost sort of make them um, do it because they don't need to they can they can get out and socialize with the phone they yeah. think. Right. Exactly. There's a there's a book called Last Child in the Woods. And um, and the author talks a lot about um, exactly that people not unplugging, not having any downtime and what it does to creativity and the ability to to know how to interact and really have a back to back conversation where you really are listening to what somebody's saying and not. Not, not just um, printing words back and forth. Well, you know, the interesting thing is I was discussing this with a child last week. Um, the Lincoln-Douglas debates, you know, when Lincoln was running um, back in the mid-1800s, those debates lasted uh, over several days. So you, you had farmers <laughs> at county fairs who had half their field under their fingernails who could stand there and follow and listen to a uh-huh. debate for hours on end. I doubt most people nowadays could do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> So thanks, Elliot, for your your call, because you you bring up a great point that we need to discuss further. It may have some impact on ADHD and other issues. So I I really do want you to give us a call. Join the conversation at 1-877-MPB-RING, 1-877-672-7464. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. In my mind... Yes, this is about uh, parenting teens, but preparing to parent teens also. Um, you know, this you just don't all of a sudden have a problem with a 14 or a 15-year-old who won't put their phone down or doesn't know how to have a, a, a serve and return conversation kind of um Process. This this is something that we are creating as parents as we're letting things go on because everybody else is doing it. You're allowing your child 
to be disrespectful, not put that phone down when some adult walks in the room or you you allow everyone at the dinner table to have their phone out. Um, how many times have we been to restaurants when the whole table has their phone out and nobody's looking at each other? It's it's pretty frustrating and um amazing to me that, you know, one of my favorite things to do is to have just a long Sunday lunch with the family and everybody talking um, or a long dinner um, in the evening over just some delicious food and a good conversation. Um, I think people miss out on that so much more than they used to. It's a good point you raised. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's go back to the phones. We have Stacy in Kapaya with a comment. Stacy, good morning. Thanks for calling. Stacy, you there? Um, not hearing you. Um, I, I hear you kind of in the background. Let's see. Can you good get a Good morning. There you are. Hey, yeah. Stacy. Hi, Stacy Catchings. I'm calling from Kapaya County, but I'm listed. Oh, okay. Uh, Stacy. I think you need to turn your radio off, if you will, um, and just talk on the phone for now. Can you do that for us? Yes. They, the, okay, there, there you go. Hi, good morning. Hi, thanks for calling. So tell us what you have to say today. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not sure what kind of um, issue we're having, Stacy. Um, but we're not able to get you. Why don't you hang up and call us back? Try that again. That's one eight seven seven MPB ring, one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We've got several open lines, so callers, just give us a call. Call back in. Um, Well, let me just tell you about a couple of other um, texting apps that are out there that I want you to know about as your kids are growing or maybe if you have teens uh, who are using these apps. And by the way, ask your teens what apps they're using and and, um, ask them to show you how they use them and and what it's about uh, so you'll have a, a better idea. So there's one called Group Me. It's an app that doesn't charge fees. It doesn't have limits for direct and group messages. The users can send photos, videos, calendar links. So what you as a parent need to know is that it's it's designed for older teens. Um, the embedded um, emojis and, and other issues have some adult themes, um, such as drinking and sex. And so you need to know that that that's out there. They can send those um, emojis or GIFs um, that that are really not something appropriate you want your teens sending. So there's another one called Kick Messenger. It's an app that lets kids text for free again. It's fast. There's no message limit, character limit, no fees if you only use the basic features. But what parents need to know about this is there is stranger danger. It's an issue out there. Kick allows communication back and forth with strangers who share their Kick usernames so they can find people to chat with. 
So the app supposedly has been used in high-profile crimes, including the murder of a 13-year-old girl. And also there's a child pornography case out there. Um, There's a community blog on Kick where users can submit photos of themselves and screenshots of messages, sometimes from other people, displaying full names or contacts. So, again, very dangerous ground that teens can get into without even um, meaning to realizing, understanding the consequences, right? Exactly. They don't have the um, life experiences or even the um, emotional, intellectual maturity to handle some of these things. They're being exposed to stuff at younger age than we were. You know? Right. So if your child has a smartphone, and many times, um, you know, younger teens have them or even preteens for, quote, safety so they can stay in touch with parents, Keep in mind you need a good handle on what's going on to be sure that that uh, there are some controls out there, right? Definitely, because I think you and I would agree uh, a smartphone is a very great tool. Yeah. It's kind of like a chainsaw. <laughs> um, but would you give a chainsaw to an eight-year-old? Of course not. You give a chainsaw to someone who has demonstrated uh, maturity and skill set to handle it. Right. Um, but that's that's how you have to view it. It's a chainsaw. Yeah. I mean, it can be just as dangerous. You just heard me talk about the fact that there have been child pornography things going around and murders. And that's not the first one um, by any means. So um, we are going to go back to the phones. Um, I'm going to go first to um, Sarah Hart in Jackson, who is going to talk to us a little bit about a program we have coming up. Uh, Sarah Hart, thanks for calling in. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for letting me call. And let me just say thank you all for doing the show. I think that all of the topics y'all are going to talk about today are just near and dear to many of our hearts. And we as a community need to have awareness and be educated on them. So I commend y'all for that for sure. Thanks. So thank you. Thanks. Well, tell us a little bit, if you will. I know you're going to talk about a program that's been supported by the Junior League of Jackson um, that that I'd love for our listening audience to hear about. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Yes, we uh, have a monthly series for the community called Food for Thought. And it's very apropos that y'all are doing this uh, subject today because this Thursday night, March 22nd, we're having our series on parenting the teen, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And we'll be addressing your topics like y'all are today on depression and anxiety, substance abuse, social media, bullying, um, just you know, a lot of subjects that are on the news today, and it's a great time for folks in the community to come out and learn more. Our docs and uh, psychologists from the Center for Advancement of Youth will be there to uh, talk about these subjects and also to answer questions. David Elkin will be there and Cindy Field this week, and it's a good time for not only parents and grandparents to come learn, but also foster parents, um, youth ministers, teachers, anyone that kind of has um, any kind of you know integration in their life with children and teens is a great way to learn more. And what's wonderful about these talks is that they are free and open to the public. It's come one, come all. Uh, we have free dinner while it lasts and free childcare for ages three to ten years of age. And we are so appreciative, like you said, of the Junior League of Jackson for sponsoring this and making it 
um, possible for us to do. But it's this Thursday, March 22nd, and it's from 6.15 to 6.45, registration and dinner. And then the time for the talk and questions will be from 6.45 to 7.30. And if you want more information on this, you can visit this website. If you want to grab a pen, it's www.umc.edu backslash answers. That's www.umc.edu backslash answers. Wonderful. Thanks, Sarah Hart. Thank you so much, Sarah Hart. Yeah, I think it'll be a a great opportunity. And Sarah Hart brings up a great um, comment. Of course, teens are not, don't just need help from parents. Um, There are all kinds of individuals who touch their lives out there, teachers, ministers, um, coaches, individuals who, who can make a huge difference in a teen's life. And it's important if you are associating with teens that you understand them, you you don't just assume that they're almost adults or near adults because teens are going through a lot of different stuff, hormonal changes, body changes, incredible growth that um, we need to keep in mind um, to help them out. So. Thanks for your call, Sarah Hart, and um, I hope people will reach out. We'll put that um, web page um, on our on our uh, website. Wonderful, so, thank thanks, you. Thank you so much. So uh, we've got some open lines. You can give us a call to join in at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We're talking about um, parenting teens, living with teens, helping teens navigate through life, and knowing how to to be safe as they're navigating through. So I have a question for you, Dr. Yeah. Buttress. I mean, um, do you think that some of these issues that we are talking about this morning are increasing because of um, the kids being subjected to permissive parenting? Do you think parents are being easier on kids or do you mm. think that they're um, not being aware of some of the things? What do you think? That is a wonderful question, Um, and I bet some of our listeners out there um, have some thoughts about that. I'll tell you my thoughts. Um, You know, um, you were too young for this, but in the 80s, um, you know, there was a lot of information out there on not being too, not setting limits, allowing your children to reach and stretch and um, get to do what they think they should do so that um, you're not squelching their creativity and their independence and that kind of thing. Well, what we found out was that was really terrible advice. (laughs) And kids need limits and they need guidelines. And I do think that that in in some areas of uh, the country and certainly in this state that... um, Parents, it's easier to be permissive. It's easier to not put up barriers and stops. It's easier to be the the parent who lets the kid do everything. And I heard that a lot from my kids as they were growing up. Well, so-and-so lets them do that. And it's like, yeah, but so-and-so isn't your mother. And <laughs> they don't live in this house. And our rules are our rules. So. Good question. We'll see if we have some callers who who maybe can 
can give their opinion on that. Let's go to Stacy in Macomb. Stacy, good morning. Thanks for calling. Stacy, you there? Yes. Hi. Thanks Hi. for calling. Tell us what your thoughts are. Okay. I'm calling. I am an educator, a teacher, and it's in reference to what was shared previously concerning teens and social media. I have quite a bit of awareness and information, if necessary, to share with you all, and I would love an opportunity for possibly a personal interview to share that information. Previously, it was indicated that while technology is here to ennoble us, if there is a substantial amount of time invested in social media without the proper study and application of study and knowledge that is provided, then instead of it ennobling us, it has an adverse effect. Uh, There's been quite a bit of research on the various types of media activity that teenagers, young adults, and millennials are participating in. And as a result of that time invested in those various media formats that sometimes are not secure, it has repercussions and um, symptoms that lead them into some of the things that they're suffering from. Again, I am an educator. Mm -hmm. I have resources and formal information that could be shared, possibly online, through email, or with some type of interview. And I would love to provide that information and share that my platform has been for inspiration, motivation, and the improvement of education at large. That sounds great, Stacy. Thanks so much for calling. And um, you can send that information to family at mpbonline.org. And um, I'd be happy to, to take a look at that and get back with you. Thanks so much for your call. It sounds like you're, you've got a lot of good information out there. Um, we have some open lines. Give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We're going to stay on the phones. We're going to Trish now in Ellisville. Trish, thanks for listening and thanks for calling. Oh, enjoy the show. Thank you. The thought that I had is that so many things have failed. Teams, you know, there's so much. Failure, it seems like the home fails many times. The school seems like they fail, and people don't understand them. But I would encourage everyone that can to uh, get the youth to look at the people who have actually struggled and succeeded. There's so many role models that are available for the youth today to that are positive, and I would just encourage them to look for those people. You know, the two that come to mind the the quickest are Helen Keller and Abraham Lincoln, but they're many, many modern people. You raise a very good point. Um, We tend to focus on the things that go wrong. Trish, you're exactly right. And we need to focus on the things that go right, too. Um, And there are a lot of uh, examples out there for the kids to emulate role models, as you said. Um, I think it's a very good point you raise. You know, a lot of kids do quite well. And we're discussing this morning some of the times when they don't do well. But you raise a very good point. We need to pay attention to the green lights, not just the red lights. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Trish. And and there are issues out there that that make it difficult for our teens. And if we find an area of difficulty, perhaps we need to try to step in and see how we can help help out. Amen. 
Thank you, Trish. Thanks for your call. Um, I think we'll take our next break, and um, we've got some open lines. You can give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We're talking about parenting teens. I guess question thrown out by Dr. Elkin, I'll throw back out to you before our break, is um, do you think that we're too permissive? Do you think that perhaps there's been too much hands-off with our teens? Could that be one of the issues? Give us a call and let us know what you think. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and we'll be right back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. Today we're talking about raising teens, parenting teens, all the different issues that are ongoing um, that our teens are exposed to, social media and the, the violence and the aggressive behavior. You know, we've had an, yet another school shooting. We had a nine-year-old in our state who accidentally shot a sister. We've just a lot going on and um, making sure that we don't get so desensitized that we think it's, it's just the way things are. We need to make sure that we stay in tune, stay in touch, and do what we can do to help. Give us a call if you want to join our conversation at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Let's go back to the phones. Um, we have Tom in Tupelo. Good morning, Tom. Well, well, good morning, Doctor. How are you? I'm great. Glad uh, glad you called. Now, you have a question yeah. about what to do about older kids. Tell us what that yeah. question is. Yeah, well, what it is, is is in the state of Mississippi, I understand, you know, I mean, if you're in between the ages, say, 18 and 21, and they're going through things, you're you're kind of legally responsible for that child until they're 21. And say that child is has got into some sort of, a, you know, a, an abuse problem. And it's getting to be to the point where it's unbearable to live in the same household. You know, you can't, you can't just kick your kid out and he won't go to rehab. <laughs> so what would you suggest doing? So, Tom, you're talking about substance abuse, right? Um, alcohol correct. or other illicit substances. Ooh, and certainly right. there are so many parents facing that. Um, I'll tell you, it actually, we were just um, looking at each other because actually at, at 18, there's some things that um, teens can, can go for emancipation, right? So, but, yeah. but they actually, you have to go through a court process for a- emancipation at 18. Is that correct? 
Uh, I'm not sure. I think so. I Tom believe, may know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but you're right. Um, we've talked about this over and over again. At 18, you are not an adult. Your brain is not mature. And many times you are having issues. But there are plenty of adults out there who have substance use issues who won't go for help. As a parent, what you can do, and it's it's a difficult process, but if you cannot agree, get them to agree to help, you can go through the courts for a forcible commitment. And um, that's not easy, but you can do it. And parents are, are the best people to do that because the courts will listen to parents. If it were, um, say, a friend or a spouse, it might be more difficult, but parents um, I've attended these before they're very difficult but if you go through a commitment um, to ask the courts to require them by law to go into treatment you can get it done Um, you may need to certainly not may you will need to obtain legal help um, with that but um, if you I would encourage you to first try to talk um, your child into counseling, um, and if if that's and and perhaps um, you know if you go about it with love, and also see if you can engage a friend, a peer relation to come and talk with with your child. Sometimes that can be helpful. Doctor Elkin, do you have any other no, thoughts I'm just, on that? I'm, I'm nodding. I think that's a very good way to go. And and I'd also want to encourage you, Tom, that you know sometimes um, you know this, but you know tough love is the love that's needed. Um, yeah. And you know a child may need to be um, I don't they may need to realize what they're doing to the family in, in a very significant way before you can help them. That may be um, kicking them out. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, I think so many times parents feel caught in a catch-22, whether it is an issue about uh, a mental illness, say you have somebody with bipolar who's who's not going for treatment, or if it is substance abuse or um, suicidal ideation, all those things are just absolutely terrifying um, to a parent who loves their child. But uh, so many times... It can definitely tear apart a family. Yeah, it can. And so if you have one parent who's saying, we're doing the tough love, no, we're not giving any more money, no, we're not supporting anymore, and then there's a parent who's going, but what if? What if something happens? Mm -hmm. Um, That's where we're at right now. Yeah. So the answer to that is uh, you're the tough love person. I I will encourage you to try to continue um, forward in that line because if you do nothing and if you continue to feed into it and enable it, it will only get worse. Um, there, right. there are lots of data that say that. And, you know, I'm telling you, I would die for any one of my children. Um, and I know there are plenty of mothers and fathers out there who would say that. But sometimes you just have to draw a line and and move forward. Excellent. So. Could you give me that website again? And, um, you know, I appreciate your help this morning. And 
Yeah, and you know, if you the website, I can go ahead and write it down now because I pulled over to the side of the road and made the call. <laughs> um, if you just if you want to send a message to family at mpbonline dot org, um, mm-hmm. you will send you that website back. Um, I don't have that. Do you have that website in front of oh, you? That's, that's okay. That's yeah. Okay. If I get to it from you know the family at mpb dot org, you know that'd be great. Yes, you will. Okay, and Excellent. so we'll get that to you. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Dr. Susan. You definitely have yourself a great day. Thank thank you very much. Thank you, Tom, and good luck. Hope things get better. Thank you. You have a great day. All right. Um, Let's stay on the phones. We have Mikey in Mobile. Good morning, Mikey. Hey, good morning. Um, uh, This is such an important show. Um, Thank you. uh, It is. I, I, I don't know where to start um the kinds of things that that were happening um on the uh, as i understand are now happening on social media were happening in my neighborhood when i grew up yeah it's just that it's it's uh it seems that, that it's more glorified now yeah mikey um, one your your point is good in that things um you know there's always been bullying there's 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 always, there's always been. been sexual abuse there's always been you know which is bullying to its ultimate extent right um yeah uh, there's a there's always been yeah you know hurting animals there's always been and now it's it's uh, from what I hear, because I, I really don't participate in it, but I don't have to participate in it. It's so pervasive. Yeah. I, you know, the, the young boys walk by and they spit when an older woman speaks to them. Yeah. Well, that, honestly, that kind of thing's happened before, happened in the past, will continue to happen because we have misbehaving individuals in, in all all aspects of life and for many, many years for a lifetime. But what's what's more pervasive now is the fact that um, now if it happens online somewhere, then it can be disseminated everywhere. So there's a pile-on effect of bullying. There's a pile-on effect of inappropriate behavior. You know, that show Jackass that happened so a few years ago, those, those kind Kinds of things now, if they if they end up on social media, now you don't just have people who are watching that show at that time, but it can go on forever, and so that's the difference that we have now. So, um, Mikey, you're right. Things uh, this is behavior, bad behavior has been there. It won't go away, but all we can do is to to try to model the right kind of behavior and and limit the kind of negative behavior that's out there. Okay, let's go to Sue now in Beaumont. Sue, you have some thoughts about tough love. Yes, I'll be as succinct as possible. Tough love it, is is it. You don't start tough love as a teenager. When a teenager, teenager starts exhibiting problems, tough love is, is things that you start in childhood. And uh, it shows a lack of respect for a parent for a child to grow up to be a teenager and totally disrespect their parents. But I've seen people with kids in restaurants and uh, churches, and they, they totally disregard what their parents say. There comes a time when you got to say, stop, don't quit, and not do that count one, two, three thing. Just say, I said, stop. 
and they know you mean business. They stop or they're going to get a switch on their legs. And it's not going to kill them, but it teaches them that they have to behave and they have there's a certain way to act. And you just can't run around and do everything you want to do just because you want to do it. That's my opinion, and thank you. Well, Sue, you raise a very good point, and uh, as a nice segue into that, like you said, um, parenting and good parenting skills start at a very early age, and we just got a a message from a colleague that one of the pioneers of uh, early childhood parenting, T. Barry Brazelton, died uh, this week, Um, and so it's it's one of those interesting passages, because I think he would have advocated for exactly what you're saying, Sue, for good parenting, consistent parenting at an early age that leads to later parenting with teenagers. Yeah. That loving, yeah, T. Barry Brazelton was just an icon in the world of developmental behavioral pediatrics. And and he promoted um, good early child development, mm-hmm. loving parenting, um, reinforcing the right kinds of behaviors and, and doing some ignoring of the wrong kind of behaviors. But he, he was one of those individuals who who felt like face-to-face interaction with good reinforcement for the kind of behavior you're trying to gain is the most important thing that that a parent can do. And he he taught many of us um, how how to teach that and how to reinforce parents in that. I hate I hate that we have lost such an incredible icon. So, um, but the the importance to remember here is Sue said it, and I think we said it earlier. Uh, good parenting doesn't start with a teenager. You have to start from the very beginning. Start with your one year olds, two year olds, about just modeling the right kind of behavior, teaching respect, teaching follow through. No means no. Um, and um, and that there are rules and that you have to follow, right? Exactly. So, Dr. Elkin, I want to thank you so much for coming in today and helping us talk through this tough issue. And thank you, too, for doing the talk um, here in Jackson tomorrow night with Dr. Cindy Field. Um, Thursday night. Um, that's right, Thursday night at UMC. And we'll have that website um, online for you guys to uh, get to. Um, I see another call coming in, but I don't believe we've got time to take it. I'm so sorry. This has been a a good talk. Honestly, folks, parenting teens can be one of the most rewarding things ever, and it is such a delight to see um, a child come out as a successful adult on the other end. So um, it takes work, though. It's not an easy thing. You have to be active and you have to be involved. So and be a good model. So thanks Dr. Elkin and thanks to our listeners for and our callers so much today. Today's show is engineered by our producer Jay White. Our call screener was our radio manager Jason Klein. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. I hope you'll join us next Tuesday at 11 for Relatively Speaking and that you'll stay tuned for NPR's Here and Now coming up next on MPB Think Radio. Ever hear a news story about business or the economy and go, man, why do I care? Yeah, not on Marketplace. We've seen stocks go wild. Customer has gotten really impatient. Okay, first of all, we're talking about awards, Kai. I'm Kai Rizdal. It's the business news of the day. 
For the rest of us, it's next time on Marketplace from APM. Tonight at 6 on MPB Think Radio. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting.